The Daily Tap is live for Tuesday. We have the NFL schedule wish list for the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk through the Green Bay Packers schedule as it stands today and how it could play into making the NFL's best version of their schedule. We will also talk about other football chatter that's going around. Devondre Campbell, Aaron Rodgers, a whole bunch of other things in that regard. And then we will do some fast headlines, some Dragic, some some Juwan Howard. We'll, we'll, I need like a topic for that. I need like hot headlines. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about those things in very small details. And then a Chuck's Corner on the sham that is President's Day. Um, so that will be the podcast. I'm excited for it. I hope you are too. Hope you're following us along on social media, Tapping the Keg on Twitter, Tapping the Keg Sports on TikTok, Facebook, as well as Instagram. Um, If you are someone who is more on Facebook, I recommend one of those other places. I think we're on there a little bit more, definitely engaging with people. We're happy to talk to people. As I say all the time about Twitter, it is my sports bar. So I love to sit down and have conversations and engage with you guys, which I'm always very appreciative of. Same with those who who are rating and reviewing, who have already subscribed. If you're new to this program, Please subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. But let's waste no more time and talk about the the NFL schedule and how it pertains to the Green Bay Packers. So John Orun of Sports Business Journal, I probably butchered his name, sorry, John. uh, He came out with sort of what to watch for with the NFL schedule. Now, schedule doesn't come out, I think, until May. So we got a couple months. But as you all know, NFL drives views, NFL drives content. It is a 24-7 cycle for the NFL. The NFL never sleeps. So you have to start wondering about these things. And some of the sources that John got in terms of what to expect were really good. And John Orun is one of the best big J's when it comes to the media that there is. I'd argue might he might be the best. So some of the interesting headlines and how this pertains to the Green Bay Packers is that the Green Bay Packers are one of the most public teams in football. If you assume Aaron Rodgers is coming back, which we are, that they're they are going to be a prominent feature among the NFL. Orun notes that the NFL once, or not the NFL, excuse me, Fox and CBS both won Christmas Day games. So it did so well on Fox on Christmas Day last year that now CBS wants a piece of the pie as well. Uh, the game, the Christmas Day is on Sunday this year. So I could see a situation where maybe they do something like a 2 o'clock and a 5.30 or even maybe a 1 and a 4.30. Basically just Trump basketball all together. Uh, most of the games will be on Christmas Eve. Creates quite a dilemma if you have 4 o'clock mass. Just saying I will cross that bridge when I get there. Let's hope the Packers are just on Christmas and I have nothing to worry about because I don't really feel like dealing with that shit. But maybe, hey, maybe I'm doing this full time and, and then I'm obliged to be at home. But that that's like a pipe dream <laughs> at this point. We also have the NFL is going to do a double header with ABC and ESPN. It seems like it's going to be a staggered thing. It's not going to be like the ABC games at 6 and ESPN's at 9. It seems like one will start at 6 and the other will start at 7 or 8. That's really interesting um, that you'll have two games going at the same time. I don't think 
that really has happened in the Monday night format. I don't exactly hate it. Um, I would assume the early one would start on ABC and then the other one would go to ESPN, but maybe not. With local news, actually, you probably have ABC do the late one and ESPN is the early one. But it's interesting that they're going to basically try their own version of a doubleheader. It just shows you the power of ESPN and what ESPN can entail. Uh, also, you have week one doubleheaders. The NFL loved having that. And I thought it was really cool, too, until my Green Bay Packers got beat 38-3, to which Fox didn't really like per Orun. And Fox kind of suggested, why don't we have it later in the season? The NFL is pushed back. I think the NFL wants to blow it up as much as possible in terms of their week one. And I actually really enjoy that strategy because if you think about it, if the NFL has a game Thursday night, they have a game, you know, regional action in the noon slot. So that's two games, then a doubleheader. That has now got us to five games. Then you have Sunday, which is six. You have Monday night, which is seven. That means nearly half of your schedule is being seen by a national audience. And that's probably all you need. There are going to be big games all over that slate where you're like, okay, those are, you know, must watch and there are storylines for everything. And, you know, there might be some that are subpar, maybe not to the level of others, but they're going to be big deals. And Orun also pointed out in another article that it sounds like it's going to be Rams and Bills as the Thursday night game. That is how you're going to kick off the NFL season which I love. I think that's great. It does rule out any sort of Chiefs-Bills matchup. Uh, but still, I, you'll have the Chiefs in some sort of capacity, whether it be late afternoon, whether it be Sunday night, whether it be Monday night, the Chiefs will be involved. Same with the Packers, which we'll get to here in a second. The NFL also has been told by Amazon they would love a Black Friday game. The NFL has not necessarily got down with it. Um, I would imagine... Part of that problem is that Amazon's like, hey, we want to put this game on during the day. And the NFL is like, we, you know, people don't all have off this day. Like not everybody has off Black Friday. You have people who are working a lot and we don't want to do this to our fan base, which as someone who does work Black Friday in his job, I really appreciate that. I think that that is a good move by the NFL. I think that's kind of stretching it a little too far. You already have games on Thanksgiving. You already have a full slate of games on that Sunday, Monday. You're pretty good. You're pretty well covered. Um, so I think it's Amazon who played a shit ton just trying to, you know, milk that goose a little bit more. I don't, I don't even think geese, can geese get milked? I don't even know. I don't know where the fuck I came up with milk that goose, but I kind of like it. <laughs> it's really milk that cow, but I was just trying to be different. You know, like I, I was just, I was just trying to come up with something that wasn't a cow. I mean, you can milk a lot of things. Like, I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Um, but <laughs> it's here nor there. Not going to sidetrack us. I, I promise. So the Green Bay Packers, they have quite the schedule, uh, as you could imagine. You know, they they were one of the best teams in football. So, of course, you have a hard schedule on paper. Um, I'm sure when the schedule comes out, you'll have a lot of people, the Wally Walkershaws, the Tommy Tosas of the world, who are like, oh, we're going to go fucking uh, seven and eight. We're just not going to be a good team. Actually, it's like 7 and 10. We're not going to be a good team. You know, uh, this Rodgers thing will hang over our head. He's washed up. He's he's lost it. I, I'm convinced. 
Uh, so yeah, you'll hear that and the Packers win 12 or 13 games again and are a one or two seed and it's all the same as it's been the last few years. But where could the NFL's wish list or what the NFL exactly wants from their schedule, how could the Packers fit into that mix? Whether it be Thursday night on Amazon, whether it be a 325 game on Fox or CBS, whether it be NBC, which I, I do wonder, is does it lose a step with Mike Tirico and Drew? If it's Mike Tirico and Drew Brees, 100 fucking percent. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, a little bit different. I think that that's a little bit better, but I don't think they like each other. I don't know if you've ever listened to a Tirico Collinsworth broadcast. I don't think they actually like each other. And then ESPN, I don't know, man. You know, I, I have no, I know they get better games, but I don't ever really feel like a Monday night game on ESPN is that big of a deal. It's about the broadcasters. Al Michaels on Thursday night is going to at least make me give a shit about Thursdays. It's at least going to get me to that point where I'm like, I care about this Thursday night game because Al is calling it. Just when Joe Buck calls a game, just like when Jim Nance calls a game. I would put Mike Tirico in that big game category. I think Mike Tirico has that voice and he does a really good job, but I will not put Steve Levy in there. And they would be better off by going with Fowler and Herb Street. I realize they're college football guys. I realize they would probably not leave college football, but Fowler and Herb Street would be fantastic for the Monday Night Football broadcast. They just would. But all right, and that's enough. So let's talk about what games sort of stand out. And a lot of them are at home. So we're going to start with the home slate. We're not going to go through every game, but literally almost everyone could have some primetime attention. The biggest one on the board for the NFL is going to be the Packers-Cowboys matchup. Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau Field. That will be, I guarantee you, a late September to late October Sunday night game on NBC. That is going to be a premier football game, and that is one you want all of America watching. That could be going up against the World Series. That could be just going up against the baseball playoffs in October. They already do November sweeps. I was like, the October sweeps, they don't do that. But that, that's where I think you'll get that game. I think that game is locked in at a 7:20 NBC start. I would be surprised if it's anything else. I realize Fox loves them some Cowboys, but I would be stunned if that went past NBC. That to me feels all of NBC's alley, and that's, I think, what we'll see. I think you could lock that in. Bears or Vikings seem like a no-brainer for Amazon's Thursday Night Football package. I think that they're going to want to showcase the Packers early. I think they're going to want more people in sort of the mix when it comes to their Thursday night package. So I expect the Packers to play an early Thursday night game this year. I don't know if it's going to be against the Bears and Vikings, but that just feels like something they've done in the past. I think the Packers have played both the Bears and the Vikings on Thursday night. I know the Packers have played the Bears multiple times on Thursday nights. I think, I don't know, I want to say like three or four times they've played on Thursday nights. Um, you'd have to fact check me on that. I know Vikings for sure once. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a no-brainer to get you know more and more people to use Amazon Prime and to get familiar with Prime. I think a matchup like the Bears and Packers with two huge, large fan bases makes a ton of sense in the first four weeks of the season or so. So yeah, I think that's definitely on the table. Then you have the Rams, the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. That's weird to say. Assuming everybody's back, that is definitely going to be some sort of primetime game. 
I think that's a hodgepodge, though. Like, I could see that easily being a Monday night game. I could see it being a Thursday night game if, again, well, Rams can play Thursday, right? No, I think the first game doesn't count. So they could potentially play another Thursday game. I could see it Sunday night. I could see Fox going back to that well. I think Rams and Packers drew pretty well after Thanksgiving. So I could easily see them going back to that. Definitely something on the table for them. Packers-Patriots, guaranteed CBS game. That That is a lock for CBS because CBS gets three Packer games this year as long as they don't do the flex thing, which fucks me up. Like I always was like, oh, this is a CBS game. Uh, but now they do it like, oh, you get Packers-Lions on CBS. It's like, what the fuck? I, I, this, this is a Fox game. Let it be a Fox game. That's another Chuck's Corner rant for another day. But... That to me feels like four three twenty five Nance Romo. Here you go, like perfect, like that. That that makes all the sense in the world. The CBS games, as I went on my tangent, are the Patriots, the Jets, and the Titans at this point. But we'll see if that if that holds throughout the year. Speaking of the Titans, another game that could easily find its way to prime time. I could see that also being another three twenty five spot for CBS. Uh, Packers-Titans was a Sunday night game. The last time they played, could definitely see that on Monday as well. Um, would not surprise me there. And the New York teams, I'll just give them a mention. I don't think they would put the Jets or the Giants on primetime against the Packers. But I do know that Packers-Giants is like one of those original six matchups. It, and the NFL does not have an original six, don't get me wrong. But it does feel like that it has a brevity about it because they're two illustrious teams. But the Giants have been such trash that I don't know if you can really put the Giants much on on primetime besides like a Giants-Cowboys game. Another matchup that I could easily see on Thursday night to, again, drive in more subscriptions, drive in more familiarity with the app. I think they're going to lean heavy into rivalry games for those thir- that Thursday night package. So on the road games, it's not really that exciting on the road this year. And, and actually, looking at it right now, it could be a very beneficial road schedule for the Green Bay Packers. All their tough games are at home pretty much. They do have to go to Buffalo. I could see that being a the Christmas Day game. Like To me, that sounds like Christmas Day. Could you imagine in Buffalo... Fox broadcast, they do do Packers, Packers and Bills. I also had a thought too about the Christmas Day game. And my friend at the Packers is going to hate me for this comment, but why wouldn't you just make the Packers Lambo thing like a tradition? Like Buck and Aikman talked about how much fun they enjoyed up in Green Bay over Christmas, all this stuff. Like, why wouldn't you just make it a tradition that if you have this primetime spot available during Christmas, it's not going to be all the time, but the Packers get that slot at home. Like, why wouldn't you just make it a automatic home game for the Green Bay Packers? Especially knowing what the ratings were and everything else. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you put the Titans Packers on that Christmas Eve or Christmas Day game? Or Packer? Don't think they'd get Packer Patriots, but thinking who else would be in that mix? Maybe you know a Rams, for example, or someone else. But yeah, I I think that could honestly be on the table if they're not going to do Bills and Packers on Christmas. I I also think that it's that's also a lock for Fox because 
that's one of the Fox games for the Bills. So Fox gets, and I don't know who else the Bills play at home, but that's a lock for Fox. So Fox will probably protect that one and make sure that Bills Packers is somewhere featured. Uh, also on the road, you have a few teams that are, we don't know yet. They could easily make themselves into primetime matchups. The Eagles, the Commanders, the Dolphins, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those all get really interesting if they get a quarterback. Like if the Eagles get Russell Wilson, then yeah, you're probably going to see Packers-Eagles on primetime. If the Commanders or the Dolphins get Deshaun Watson, yeah, that's probably going to find its way to find its way to primetime. If the Buccaneers get Jimmy Garoppolo, probably not, but I could see it. Or it could end up being like a flex thing where... Garoppolo's leading the eight and two bucks against the seven and three Packers. Yeah, I could see that definitely being on the table. Who the hell knows? But yeah, those games right now, you can't sort of handicap where they might be because they all have quarterback situations that are a little bit uneven. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, could the Packers potentially play in Munich, Germany, or could they play in London? I don't think so. I don't imagine a scenario where the Packers are playing overseas. I look at their schedule, there's no home games that are really available besides maybe Packers-Lions, but I doubt they would do that. I don't think they would take the Jets or the Giants away from Lambeau, given that opportunity. I think that A, would be unfair to those guys, and B, I don't think any home games should be taken away from Lambeau. And if you look at the road games, yeah, maybe your Dolphins could be a potential, but there's just Packer fans everywhere. And I think the dirty secret, which none of these guys would admit, is that the Packers bring in so much revenue coming in on the road that no one wants the Packers to leave. So if the Packers go play overseas, it's their own fucking choice. It's not going to be the other team. I, I will be stunned if the Packers have a road game overseas. But no team makes more sense in Munich, Germany than the Green Bay Packers. Just bar none. That's a lock of all locks, but it probably won't happen. And that's okay. I can, I can make peace with that. And oh yeah, by the way, one of those games on ESPN+. Plus. I don't know. I have to get more familiar with working with ESPN+. Plus. Truth be told, I, I do. I, I like the fact they have all the golf stuff and everything like that. But And actually, I like, it's really easy to watch on your phone or like a college basketball game or something as long as you have a cable login. He did that today with Syracuse that has sweat out a parlay, a little bit with Baylor, and it, it's much better than YouTube TV now because I can go picture in picture. But yeah, ESPN Plus is going to be a huge part of what they do with football this year. And as for the Packers, yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome schedule. Uh, I am really excited about the home schedule. Uh, tickets are definitely going to go fast for those if you have your opportunity. So definitely get on that once the uh, schedule comes out. But we'll see see what happens. I, I imagine the Packers will be prominently involved. And one of the reasons why they could be prominently involved is because Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. I said that on Friday with conviction. I know that to be true. I think you will get the Rodgers decision today. I think that's what's going to happen. Pat McAfee alluded to it on Sunday that they the football season starts on Tuesday and that they are locked and loaded with a big guest. I think that you will get Aaron Rodgers announcing that he is coming back to the Packers. They're reworking his contract. Nothing has been decided yet. We're trying to make sure that we continue to stay all in and continue to have our chips pushed into the middle 
of the table. I could be easily wrong. I could be very, very wrong on this, but I I feel like this is what's happening. They, they have till March 8th to decide on Devontae Adams. I thought they only had till December 26th, which just shows you that none of these fucking people on Twitter know what they're talking about with calendars. But I'll get to that in a second. Rodgers has to make a call soon. So I think it's I think it's tomorrow. I think all the signs have been pointing that way. And I think we just need the big guy to make it official. And we're on the cusp. We're on the goal line. We just need to hear from Aaron. And we'll see if Rodgers is going to visit Pat McAfee. He probably will because I have meetings during that time. So I can't do like an in-the-moment review or anything like that. Like So it's, it's just fucked for me. But that's okay. We, we soldier on. We react when we can. I'm not going to preload a reaction. I won't do that. I never will do that to you. Just take me for my word. Other Packer news and notes. Uh, Devon, Devondre Campbell did some eye emojis yesterday. Everyone thought, oh, it might be uh, might be returning to the Packers. Might be coming back. Nope. Nope. No. There's not close to a deal. Packers want him back, per Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated. But there has been no actual deal made for Devondre Campbell and the Green Bay Packers. It's disappointing to say the least. Um, I believe Campbell would be a good value add back. I do, I mentioned, I think on Friday show that I have a little bit of concerns about Campbell. Like he had this great turnaround season. It was the best turnaround season for anyone in pro football focus. But aren't you, is this just who you are? Did you have an out-of-body experience? Or was this the system? And this is who you're going to be the rest of your career. I think that's what Joe Joe Barry, that's what Brian Gunacus, that's what Matt Lafleur, all need to discuss, and they all need to decide about what's Campbell's worth, or could we get somebody in the draft that looks similar and bring in a Campbell-like player on a one-year deal that's a pure flyer that we kind of discover? It, I, I don't know, because like I saw that Nicobe Dean was mocked to the Green Bay Packers, and I nearly had a heart attack. Nicobe Dean, I mean. The Packers have not had a fast linebacker like N'Kobe Dean, maybe ever. Um, He's a little skinny, but my God, can he hit? Can he fly all over the field? Like he's more of a rover than a linebacker, but man, oh man, that would be a hell of addition for the Green Bay Packers. But long way to go to the draft. Don't worry, Murph and I will be doing our draft thing as well. Lastly, I don't understand these capologists on Twitter. Now, this isn't me being old. I, I kind of started like Andy Rooney. For the kids who remember Andy Rooney, Andy Rooney was like the original Skip Bayless. Like Andy Rooney got on 60 Minutes. He's an old dude. Looked, I mean, he was old when like I was, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, like maybe 20 years ago. You know, there's those, those people who just look perpetually old. Like they do not look anything younger than 70. That was Andy Rooney. And he'd be like, you know what I... And he had like a high like pitch voice like that. He's like, you know what I don't get? These capologists on Twitter. No, he probably would have hated Twitter. But regardless, like the capologists suck. All right? And this is not an any individual person. Okay? Trust me. It's more just everybody's freaking out like, oh, the Packers added all this dead cap because of Kevin King and Vondra Campbell and Robert Tunyon and they're going to be free agents. It's like, did they? Because, like, I look at it and no one else is reporting this. Like, Domofsky, no. Schneidman, no. 
I, I think I looked at somebody else. Who else did I look at? At Huber, I didn't see anything. Like, nobody, nobody is reporting anything on this. So why the hell is it a big dish deal to these guys? I'm like, are we sure it, it, it means anything? If they're not even writing news stories on it, then it doesn't doesn't really matter. Like, I hate to big J here, but, like, they're not necessarily talking about this. Then I think this is one less thing Packer fans should have anxiety over and worry about many, many other things. Because it seems like it's not that important. I, I'm not trying to tell you how to fan, but, I mean, you gotta, you gotta understand that sometimes you don't need to have a take on everything. You don't need to basically sort of wring your hands about all every small little thing that goes wrong with your team, it's going to be all right. The Packers have a plan. Speaking of hand wringings on a small move, Goran Dragic goes to the Brooklyn Nets instead of going to the Milwaukee Bucks or the Miami Heat. He was sold by Steve Nash, his old teammate, to come play for the Nets. Dragic is almost better that he's not a Buck because he would have been one of the most least liked Bucks in a long time. He would give J.J. Redick a run for his money. Uh, Mike Dunleavy posthumously hated because of the honest stuff. But I, I definitely think no one would feel great about Dragic. they get over it after like two weeks. They'd be like, what am I supposed to, I'm supposed to clap for this guy? But the fact that I can still call him a cocksucker because he plays in Brooklyn, I'm all right with that. I, I am totally fine with that and Gore, with Goran Dragic. And I'm not going to get too upset about it. I think bio guys are an interesting piece to the NBA, but they're usually not the reason why somebody wins or loses a title because they had the right bio guy or they had the wrong bio guy. They are a fraction of what it takes for team building. And Dragic is not necessarily a great fit. Jake Reeks pointed this out. Great follow on Twitter if you're a Bucks fan or an NBA fan. Jake pointed out like they have four small guards. Uh, Irving, Patty Mills, Dragic, the other guy is escaping me, so I apologize. And they are going to have issues on the perimeter. They are going to really struggle against good shooting guards. Like DeMar DeRozan will eat them up. You'll have Holiday and Middleton eat them up on Saturday. Like that's going to be a problem. And maybe they think like, all right, we can throw Ben Simmons on him. But if you throw Ben Simmons on that, that shooting guard, where does that leave your wing? Doesn't that leave your wing exposed? So I think Brooklyn's going to have a lot of problems defensively. I do not see much from Brooklyn that this moves the needle. This puts Brooklyn ahead of anyone in terms of a title contender. Again, bio guys can make a slight impact, but it's very rare that a bio guy actually hits a home run and is just a dominant force for your team down the stretch. I don't expect Dragic to be that for the Brooklyn Nets, but maybe I'm wrong. Juwan Howard got suspended for five games. Uh, Juwan Howard not going to be on the Michigan bench for the rest of the season. Um, I think it's good. I think it's a fair suspension. I know a lot of people have came out of the woodworks to say that Greg Gard grabbed him. I, I get it, okay? Like, I definitely do. I'm not ignorant to that point. I think a lot of people are like, if you don't acknowledge that he grabbed him, you're a racist. Like, that's what I saw on Twitter today. Like, I was looking at Ben Brust's quote tweets. Don't ask me why, but Ben Brust was like, it's classless, it's pathetic. And basically, everyone was basically calling him a stupid white boy, which is just such the dumb discourse on Twitter, honestly. It's just absolutely 
it's not needed. It really isn't because I don't think he was trying to do that. He was. I'm not. I'm not going to defend his tweets or anything. I'm not. I don't know Ben that well to be defending his tweets, but I'm just saying like it's not necessarily a race thing. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with that we saw Juwan Howard slap a guy in the face, and that's an issue, right? And yes, should Greg Gard not have grabbed him? Absolutely. I understand, and we talked about yesterday what Zach Halburn put together about why Guard felt comfortable, but Guard should have realized that Howard was just doing a blow-by and that he didn't want to engage. And Guard did, and that that's where it all kind of went to shit. It, you know, it, it's not necessarily this, like, damning thing for Howard. He's going to be back for the Big Ten tournament, and I think everybody at this point is now hoping we get Wisconsin and Michigan in the Big Ten tournament because... The fireworks would be flying. Michigan also has two players suspended for this. And the Badgers got away scotch-free. Now, that also has made people upset. Here's the thing. Greg Gard was all he was trying to do was trying to have a conversation with, with his coaching, you know, brethren. All he was trying to do was grab by the arm and say, hey, let me just, what's wrong? Why are you upset at me? Can we talk this out real quick before we go into the locker rooms and our respective teams? Howard probably is like, nah, man, fuck that. And then there you go. And then here, here started the fight, and it really, it really sort of never stopped. And Howard has mentioned he needs to be accountable. He did spell Joe Kravitov's name with an L. I'll also tell you that he wasn't writing it. So we'll definitely see. Uh, what what transpires in the next couple weeks, not only with Michigan, because they're kind of on the bubble, can Phil Martelli bring it out? And if we're going to see more and more, you know, incidents like this. I, I, I weirdly think that when something like this happens, it spills over. It happens more often. It's just like, well, why, you know, why should we put up with anything like this? Should we get mad? Should we get upset? But hopefully cooler heads will prevail in those type of situations. Let's finish up today's show with a Chuck's Corner. So if you're unfamiliar with Chuck's Corner, Chuck's Corner is basically my time to just chat with you guys. Just like we're shooting the shit, whether it be at my house, whether it be at the bar, that's what this is. Hopefully no more than 10 minutes. If you have suggestions on what what to talk about, things I might have an opinion on, you can certainly ask. Um, But today we're doing President's Day. Because President's Day is an absolute sham. I had multiple friends who had off. I had multiple vendors who had off. It's an absolute fucking joke of a holiday. No one actually does anything for President's Day. The only thing about President's Day is there are some sales. That's it. Other than that, there is nothing else that really sort of sparks your interest. I mean, like, oh, it's President's Day. We get to do this or we get to do that. No, no one seems to actually care. So why the fuck... Do we have it as a holiday? It doesn't make any sense at all. I get that we want to honor George Washington and want to honor Abe Lincoln, but at the same time, like, it's like we either need to make it inclusive for everybody and everybody participation trophy era. I know you're hearing it, but seriously, like, we need to either have everybody have off or everybody go to work. I realize it's in the middle of fucking February. There's not much to do. I also realize a lot of offices give off Martin Luther King Day, which is literally a month before that. And so, yeah, there probably is a little bit of like, how many days off can we actually give a person? 
And I, look, man, like, just feels like a perfect time for like a day off. It feels like a great time for me to be hopping out of the pod at like three o'clock and been like, yeah, I didn't have to work today because of President's Day. But instead, I'm grinding tape late for you guys. And I just, I, I feel like the President's, or the, pre, the President's Day is just one that is, it's just, it's not there. It's a fake holiday. It's not real. Uh, I realize it's because of, you know, the people before us, but man, it's just a garbage holiday in terms of things that people get off. I will put that at the top of the list. Anything else from Chuck's Corner here today? I'm just upset that I continue to miss Euphoria uh, because I just, I don't know, my timing stinks. I'm hopefully going to get to it today. Um, I don't think I'll talk about Euphoria on the podcast because that's one I don't think any of you care. Uh, care about but yeah that had something else I need to start writing these down because things happen within the day that I usually feel like sharing but yeah President's Day man I the whole day I was stewing because I'm like half these people are fucking off and like I couldn't get a hold of anybody like it was just just annoying as shit it really was it's like either we're all in or we're all off can we can we just come to a consensus please I'd really appreciate it. All right, that does it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow, another Daily Tap. Uh, we will see what, what's on the docket. Maybe go back to basketball. Kind of do this little football, basketball, sw- switch on off. I actually probably do football because we'll do basketball match on Thursday. So there you go. We'll do another football pod. Who knows? Maybe a certain number 12 is announcing him. he's back. And if he does... That is content for fucking days. So I I will hope for that. We will see if that happens. And then we will talk about the takes that come from it. Because you know they are going to be spicy. And speaking of spicy tweets and takes, let me lead you with this to end today's show. This is from the great mind of one Gary Wolfel. Curry took a ridiculous 30 shots in the NBA All-Star game. James launched up 24 shots. Antetokounmpo launched up 21. And then there was Jokic, the egoless reigning MVP who took just five shots and and showed he only knows how to play the game the right way, even in a bonus game. Gary, thank you so much for your fucking service, dude. I, I, we, where would we be without that garbage take? I cannot believe... That that's fucking real. I can't believe somebody drafted that and was like, you know what? Okay, send on my love for Jokic. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I just, every day when we see, hear Gary just open his mouth, we're one close away. From, we're one more moment away from that meteor just coming down and blowing us all up. All right. Take care of yourself. Have a good day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.